0: Good. so before we start, so yeah, my, my name is Milo Velebi, I'm a Lutheran pastor, originally from a t- tiny little country in Eastern Europe, Slovakia, so that's why my lovely accent, uh, any Slavic people here? Yeah? <laughs> you know, I speak any Slavic languages you want, so um, I've been in Australia for 29 years um, and a couple of years ago I joined the Navy, so now I'm a chaplain in the Royal, Royal Australian Navy, currently for a couple of weeks here in, in Sydney, he's serving, otherwise I'm from Perth. Um, So, um, and and it's my privilege to be here this morning and share the gospel with you Um, uh, let's pray before we go there Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be together in this place we pray that you would open our hearts, our minds for your word it's not my wisdom, it's not my power but the power of your word so speak to us Holy Spirit and pour your love as I talk to the children pour that love of Christ into us so that we can love the world in the way you, you love the world, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Good. So, yeah, when Pastor Richard asked me whether I'm willing to serve this Sunday um, and, and share the gospel with you, I said, yeah, I, I, I can do that. I have the privilege now in the Navy that I'm, I work from Monday to Friday, and every weekend I'm free. So this is quite unique after being a pastor for 35 years. Um, so um, when I, I realized actually, this is the last Sunday of the church calendar, uh, next Sunday we are starting uh, Advent. So um, I thought, what is the best uh, theme for this Sunday? then the end. the end. The end is near. yeah, it's always near. Um, the, this last three Sunday tradition in our, in our tradition, we speak um, of the, the, we call him the. The last things. Um, those last things are covered in the third part of the Apostles' Creed, or Nicene Creed, when we said we believe in the, you know, the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrection of the body, of, of the dead, uh, the life everlasting. Um, they are the, the, the last things. And um, yeah, we usually preach about those things. And in, uh, we had three readings. Uh, we just heard reading Old Testament, Epistle, and Gospel. And in these three readings, we we touch about those last things. In Jeremiah, we've heard God was talking about that there was a judgment because there were bad shepherds who were not doing the the job right. So God God was proclaiming judgment, but also He was casting sight forward into the future where God will appoint a righteous judge, a righteous king. The the son of David will come from the blood of David's bloodline. And that um, good shepherd will bring his flock back together. And he speaks in a visionary way about about this new new kingdom where uh, righteousness and justice will be applied. And I will rise the righteous heir and he shall reign. Speaks about kingdom, everlasting kingdom um, and justiceness. And also, it's of course, exemplified in Jesus Christ who is um, his name, Yeshua, Jesus. Yehoshua, it means Yahweh. Yahweh, uh, God, is... uh, you know, uh, salvation. He's, he's just. He's, he brings salvation. So he speaks about prophetically about Jesus. Then in the epistle reading, reading Colossians, um, we've heard um, that there's a powerful statement about, about Jesus, a lovely prayer, but then uh, that Jesus through his sacrifice, through his blood shed on the cross, that uh, he uh, all beings in heaven and on earth will be brought back together, speaks about in gathering, harvest, the, the last thing. And, uh, and finally, in the Gospel, again, uh, the Gospel reader, he, he painted that picture of Jesus hanging on the cross and Jesus talking to the thieves and the repentant thief asking Jesus to, to remember him. And Jesus said, yes, truly, I tell you, I promise to you, I'm telling you, today you will be with me in paradise. And in a way, when we look at, we, are, we are looking at that story, looking at, at the face of Jesus, that Jesus is saying, I'm telling you, we, we receive these things, all of us who believe that Jesus is the, the Lamb of God who takes away sins of the world, I accept this verse as words for me. He's telling me, you will be with me in paradise. And uh, all those who, who believe in paradise, in the sacrificial lamb of Jesus Christ, can accept and receive these words in the same way. So, you know, all these readings, the last Sunday of the church here, all these readings are reminding us of these so-called last things. We need reminders because we keep on forgetting. That's why so many times in the Bible we have this word, remember. uh, Reminders are uh, important. These things we call last but they are not least at all. They are not least, I would say, they are the most important things, because it is not so important how you start your race, but more important is how you finish your race. Not the person who's, who actually on the start line, if you are the one who jumps the start and, and starts running before everybody else, you are disqualified. So it's not important to f- start first, but to finish finish line, the end of your life is more important than your beginning. It's not so important whether you were born in a Christian family, but whether you will finish your life as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the last, last thing are more important than the first. Apostle Paul says, I've, I have fought a good fight, I was running the race, but I'm finishing well. And that was the most important form. He didn't, he didn't start well, Apostle Paul. He was a very learned man, he, he knew all the theology, but he was persecuting Jesus, but he was finishing well. I don't care how you started, but what I care is how you are going to finish. See, in, in our church, we've heard, you've probably heard it many times, many people just trust or believe, well, oh, these, these are important things in my life, Hatch, match, and dispatch, you yeah, have to be baptized in a church, to be married in a church, and have a good Christian funeral, and pastor declared over, over my dead body that I'm going to heaven. It doesn't really work, you know. It never worked. And I buried hundreds of people, and unfortunately, every funeral people accept that they will, oh, and they say, oh, he, was a, he or she was a good person. Really? Everybody who is dead is a good person, and the bad ones are still alive. eh? (laughs) Hedge, measure, dispatch doesn't work. We can't just believe, oh, because I was baptized, I was married in a church, I'm buried buried by, by, you know, with the gospel being read over my, and Psalm 23, lovely sang over my coffin. No, it doesn't work. So, my question, this last Sunday of the church calendar to you is, and I believe you, you will not feel offended, but if you drop that today, are you going to heaven? You know, I, I've been passing now for 30 or nearly 40 years, yeah. Um, and I had a few people who came to church and died in the pew. It happened to me a few times. And once, actually, one lady, uh, she came to church on Good Friday. She came on Good Friday to church, sat down, and as the first, we we are starting the service, and she just dropped dead. And it was the best Good Friday service ever. Yes, because everybody paid attention. Somebody died there, and I was speaking about the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, and said, nobody knows. You don't know when you will, when you you know, when will be your last minute, last breath? Are you ready to meet the Savior who paid the price for you? Are you ready to meet Him and give an account of your life? You know, and everybody listened that morning. I don't know, it's probably wrong to wish that every Sunday somebody would die, but, but people would pay much more attention, believe me. <laughs> See? So, and I dare to say again, baptism doesn't save, it. Jesus does. Christian wedding doesn't save. It. Jesus does. You know. And Christian funeral doesn't bring you to heaven. Jesus does. All these acts we can perform as a performance. They don't save you. That's why in in hope. Ooh, what happened here? Okay, good. James 2.19. Um, see, when I, I often, when people come to my office, I say, oh, even now at, a, at the Navy, I ask people, do you believe in God? Yeah, I, I do believe in God. Good. Even the devil believes. How is your faith different from the devil's faith? Demons, all the evil forces... The Satan, Lucifer, whatever you call him, they are all believers. Definitely. They believe that Jesus Christ is Son of God. They believe He died on the cross. They believe He, he was buried. They believe He is risen. They were there. They saw it. They believe everything about it. They believe in the triumph, God, Father, Son, and Holy. They know them well. So how is your faith different from the devil's faith? When somebody says, yes, I believe. See? God does not require request from us the intellectual acknowledgement. Yeah, I let God exist. <laughs> you know, it doesn't help, doesn't lead anywhere. So what is the difference between faith and faith? Devil's faith and... Devil believes, but he shudders. He's afraid, he's scared because he knows God is, but I am not on his side side. Devil believes and all the demons believe but they don't love God. So when somebody says yeah I believe in God my next question is so do you love him? Do you love Jesus? Do you love Father? Do you love Son? And do you love the Holy Spirit? And when you ask this question I had so many times where people actually pause and say yeah I mean I believe most of you or some of you at least are married so if you if I ask you do you love your husband do you love your wife and you say "Mm, yeah is that love or is it fear (laughs) I have to say so because she will kill me (laughs) ask me of course I love my wife with everything that's in me you know do you love God? good (laughs) what does it mean from Monday to Saturday for you? then that's my next question when we say I love God what does it mean in practice? it means yeah I'm here on Sunday morning because it's part of our culture that's what we do um... yes but you know there are millions of people who even go to church even regularly and I'm telling you, they will still finish in hell. Unfortunately, I know that. I'm absolutely sure. I had, <laughs> um, I, I had some people who came to my church, uh, to, to my office for, I don't know what was the reason, they, we had some discussion and asked them, oh, I didn't know them, so I said, oh, are you Christians? Yeah, yeah, we believe in God. Um, uh, do, do you come to church? Oh, yeah, yeah, we come regularly. And we continue a conversation, and then they explain, it. we come every Easter and, and Christmas. Regularly. Very regularly. For the last 20 years. Twice a year. Regularly. And they were serious about it. We are regular, good Christians. Really? Just imagine that you... If you are not married, just imagine. If you are married, just imagine... That you are married to a lovely person, that you said yes, I will, I do, and whatever, and you come and visit that person twice a year and say I love you, darling, and then you don't see her for another six months and then don't talk to her, don't spend time, don't do anything else with that person. What kind of marriage would that be? Tell me, eh? like so? Can we? And, and the Bible says the the church is the bride of Christ. We are his bride. We have relationship with our groom. Is this the relationship we can have with the groom if we visit regularly twice a year? Is it a working, meaningful, fulfilling relationship? No. So you can't fool yourself. You know, when you say, I love, that love must be expressed daily. My. I'm married, uh, and my first wife died, I married second time to a lovely Australian lady. Um, And when I married again uh, five five years ago, I told her, and she was shocked because she had a bad experience in her past life, um, and I told her, look, I love you, and I will every day for the rest of my life, as long as I live, there will not be a day when I will not tell you and I will not express to you that I love you and I will not prove you in some way, meaningful way, that I appreciate you, I honor you, I respect you, uh, and I, I'm doing it. That's not one day that she wouldn't hear from me that I love her, that she is beautiful, that I honor, that I respect whatever she means. In every meaningful relationship, if, if you work on it, then you will reach, reap the benefits. In the same way with the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I was, my father was a pastor, so um, I was teaching Sunday school when I was a teenager, studying at, at a seminary. And uh, um, we got to a new place where the previous pastor was an example of the bad shepherd, and he killed everything that was good. Um, so when we got there, um, that was a little town sh- church of probably three and a half thousand members, and out of three and a half thousand members, there was about eighty people on, in the church on Sunday. so you can imagine no young people, no you 'd know nothing. Um, so I took my guitar and went to the, to the streets uh, to the playgrounds and started playing my guitar, playing some Sunday school songs, whatever. and kids started coming because it 's not usual you know uh, somebody playing guitar in a playground so and I start talking to these kids and, and I invite them to oh, come on Sunday morning and we'll have more of these songs. And I get at Sunday school out of these kids and, and stuff like that. And some parents noticed that some, some video is inviting the kids somewhere or whatever. And, and they, they came and checked me out. What are you doing here? Oh, I'm from the church and I just invite kids to start, come to Sunday school. And I said, oh, no, 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 our kids cannot go there and... And actually, they were Lutherans, and but they forbid their kids going to church. Uh, they didn't want to do anything with the church, but so they took, took kids away. But as I was leaving, and the kids were kind of sad. But even the, the parents, from the window of the kitchen window, they they leaned out and said, "But we believe in the resurrection. <laughs> they had proper doctrines about the last days, but relationship, love, none." See, so it it is possible to have even the right doctrines. Right? Baptism, marriage and everything, right? And still lacking the relationship. You know, I'm I'm Slovakian, so in, in Perth, in Western Australia where I live, I am member of the Czech and Slovak Association of, of WA. Um, I don't go to the club. I was a secretary for a while, but then I gave up and I'm too busy now for do that. So I don't go to the club. I don't attend any functions in the last five years. I, I don't do anything, but I pay $25 a year for the magazine that they send me every month faithfully, and it goes faithfully to the bin, but um, they, I am a member, and they, and they are happy to consider me a member because I pay. Some people think it works like this in the church. It doesn't. See, it doesn't. Church of Jesus Christ is the body. His body. As our epistle reading was, he, Jesus, is the head of his body, which is the church. New Testament often speaks in that language, and Apostle Paul used to speak, To say it often, whoever is in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, whoever is in Christ is a new creation. Paul spoke that language so often, to be in Christ, to be in that body, being part of that body, partaking in a communion, receiving body, remembering. And you know, that when we say those words, remember, when Jesus said, remember me, the the words, the letters R-E, re means to, to do something again. Repeat, read something. So remembers now, becoming member again. Becoming member of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, yet again. Being associated with Jesus, with one another, with brother and sister, with my little finger, with my toe, with my head, as we are together. One. That's why she said. You have to do it as often as you can. Remember, becoming member of this communion. Now, so if you die today, my face, if you drop that right now, my face will be the last face you see here, and the first face you will see there will be the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you, and often, you know, when, when I ask people, if you drop that now, where you go? And some people, people say, I, I hope I will go to heaven. I think I will. You know, there's no hope and thing. It's, I know. If you don't know, then you have to work on the relationship with your, with your Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know that you are saved today, you, you come to me and speak to me or some other leaders or some pastor, or whoever, you have to fix that uncertainty. If there's only 5% uncertainty, you must be 100% sure that you know that you know that you know that you are going to be with the Lord. There's not if, there's no maybe, there's no I hope so. I know if I drop that right now, and I can, you know, anybody can die, and we will all die, that's a good news for all of you. We will all die, but you must know that next thing you will see, will be the face of your Lord who will say, Welcome home, my son, my daughter. So who is in Christ? How do we know that we are members, we are part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, we had the baptism and marriage and all this, you know, confirmations and, and everything, we, we, we are done by the church. Those things really don't work without relationship. And when we speak about relationship, we speak about love. And when we speak of love, then we speak about something that is actually acted upon. Jesus said, if you love one each other, everybody will know that you are my disciples. In John 13, 35. Love is the benchmark. Love is the sign. Love is the proof. And how do we show the love? Well, you, you probably know you're familiar with five languages of love. The little books you know, help in, in the relationships. We have all different languages of love. But the world speaks love languages. These days, you know, average people in our society don't read their Bibles anymore. They you mention something of the Bible and they have no idea what it is, where it comes from. Um, So, the only Bible people around you, people in in your neighborhood or in this city might actually read, is you. You are the living gospel of Jesus Christ. And, again, I'll ask you another question. Is it our purpose on this planet to bring people to church. You might think, well, that's not a bad idea, to bring people to church. But actually, that's, that's, I will have to say, n- not really, because it's, it's so easy to say to, to, to your neighbor, oh, dear neighbor, you should come to church one day. And they might regularly come for Sunday and Easter, and they say, oh yeah, that's good. But they can still go to hell our purpose is not to bring people to church. Our purpose on this planet is to bring people to Christ. And that's a difference, actually, you know. Because people can come to church not knowing Jesus Christ. Even in my last congregation where I served for quite a number of years, um, I was challenged, actually, one one day, and I said, well, I wonder how many people in my church actually are not 100% sure in their hearts if they die today, that they will go to heaven. So I, I challenged him. Look, I, I said, if you have never, if, if, you, if you don't even never confess, if you never publicly declared or invited and did this, yeah, Lord, I give you my life. I, I ask you and I challenge you stand up today and we'll pray that prayer so that you know for sure that you are in the right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And to my surprise, about one-third of the congregation stood up, including leaders who were leaders for many ye- years and even decades. And, and they said, yeah, I, I, I was always here and everything, but I, yeah something was missing. Some, they were not 100% sure. So I said, look, I'll give you the opportunity to know. So to conclude, I just want to encourage you. And again, I'll, I'll finish with an example. I've been up in the Navy for you know, 30 year, And in the Navy, we have many opportunities to speak to people. To every day, you know. And after one and a half years, two years, I, I said, oh, I spoke to so many people and good conversations. I, now I serve 95% with non-Christians. We have Buddhists, Hindus, Muslims, whatever, and mainly atheists, agnostics. And uh, now and then, on rare occasions, I meet some Christians in the the Navy. But I was kind of starting to be dissatisfied. I don't want to just influence so many people. I want to see life-changing decisions in in there. And about two months ago, three months ago, I started to pray, Lord, I I don't want to just be the influence. I want to see change lives. So I prayed, okay, Lord, by the end of this year, I want to see at least two people giving their lives to the Lord. Next week, I had the first one. The young, young man came to my office, and his grandfather died, and we started talking. After half an hour talking, I just felt this, you know, Holy Spirit reminded me, oh, you wanted to have conversion? so why do you ask this young man whether he wants to give his life to God? I said, okay. So in the middle of conversation, I just asked, you know what your grandfather died, and your grandfather, you said was a believer. But do you want to give your life to God?" And I said, "Yeah." And I was ghost make, like so easy, so, so normal, so it just worked like that. I was here in Sydney, for, well, I've been in enough for eight weeks. Uh, I went for a walk around and I was passing by a nightclub on, um, and a lot of music, a lot of everything. I was, like, oh wow. Uh, actually, the nightclub on the other side of the uh, harbor in the church. Church turned into a nightclub, a lot of dancing, 500 people screaming, whatever, in the church. Um, and uh, I didn't go in, but I was just walking around and contemplating of the, this idea. Oh, wow, look at this church club. Um, and one man, young man, approached me with a little basket with little packages and asked me, do you want to have some fun? Um I was trying to sell me some drugs, party drugs. He thought I'm one of those customers. Uh, I said, no, I don't need any fun. And he, he tried a few times, you know, I said, why you don't want to have any fun? He said, I don't need anything else, I have Jesus in my heart. He looked at me, what do you mean? And I just explained to him, you know, what is the meaning of life and what, how that fun induced by drugs and everything is so empty. And, and after 15 minutes, he starts crying. And I asked him, do you want to receive Jesus into your heart and get real meaning and purpose in your life? And he said, yes. And we pray right there, so instead of him selling drugs to me, I sold him my Jesus. (laughs) And it works just like that. So what I want to finish with, my brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you to be more bold and proactive. Ask your neighbors not to come to church, actually. Ask them, do you want to receive God, Jesus, into your heart? Do you want to give God a chance? to step into your situation, into your life. Maybe you... I don't know. I don't know you. That's good that I don't know you, because I can speak much more boldly than your past can. <laughs> because many of, of us, unfortunately, in the do Church, don't dare to ask that question. We try to influence people in a nice, polite way. But, the end. We have to remember the time will come when there will be no more chance to ask anybody, the urgency of these last things should be pressing upon us and say and feel, I can die tomorrow. And if I, you know, have I wasted so many opportunities in my life? Have my neighbors, my friends, whoever, have heard? They have been, have they heard, have been challenged to receive Jesus, to receive God into their lives, and give him an opportunity to change them and help them. So I want to encourage you and of course if if your relationship love relationship with Jesus Christ is not 100% we can pray now I don't know what that, that would be you know safe but I don't want to cause too much trouble but come to me we can pray we can we can make sure that you know if you die today that you are going to see the lord and I want to challenge you give yourself a goal this week this month, till the end of the year, I will ask at least one person, do you want to receive God? Do you want to give God a chance? Do you want to receive Jesus into your heart? Be more proactive. You are the only gospel that is there in Sydney with all the other Christians in, in here. So, may the love of God, may the, may the power of God, may the Spirit of the Almighty God be upon you as you walk the streets, as you go, wherever you are, You are the living presence of Jesus. Amen.